Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about improving range of motion after a patellar tendon repair. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm here uh, with the crew, Champion PT and Performance, answering your questions. Anything you want to talk about, head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link. Let's see. I'm here with Mike Scudito, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Kevin Coughlin, Jonah Monlock, and Lenny Macrina here answering, again, your questions. Len? I think we got a good group of students here today. Who do we have today? I think so too. They're like gremlins. They're like growing, um, but they are amazing. So we the have gremlins? Nancy Kuhn. Did gremlins they grow? People? They multiply. Multiply. Is that what they happens after midnight? After midnight no, they get midnight, yeah. anyway. All right. Well, they get yeah. wet. Um, That's anyway, right. We wet. have Nancy. Wet. Yeah, Nancy Kuhn. That's an '80s movie, by the way. Um, from Mary Baldwin University in Virginia, we have Courtney Camberellis from Deuville. Uh, University uh, from Buffalo, New York. We have Danielle Rankin from Franciscan Missionaries of Our Ladies in Louisiana. We have Tommy and John, Tommy Eason from High Point and John McDonald from the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. And we have Corey Arnold from Georgia Southern in Southern Georgia. Amazing. Amazing. Who do we have for today? Let's see. Corey. Yeah. So Dan from Kentucky asks, what are some strategies to regain deep knee flexion past 90 degrees after patellar tendon repair, especially when the athlete reports high amounts of pain or discomfort? Ah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. You know, I, and I got to always admit when we have these big like tendon repairs, even I get like a little anxious when they're coming back, right? Especially when they start doing a lot of new things like running, jumping, that sort of thing. You're, the, first, you, the first jump of every Achilles repair I treat, uh, like the plyos, like the mini plyos, I'm like, ah, you're right. Like, I know like, it's fine, but I'm still nervous. I don't know. It's fine. I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, you're just like, man, I can't believe that held up, right? Like our, the surgery is amazing. <laughs> There's like no on literature that. on it too. There's like no literature on like what to start or like where to do. And you're like, all right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go slow and gradually. It, it's you know any any muscle tendon repair to, it still just gives me anxiety as they return. But you know it goes back down to like that slow gradual progression that we always talk about. And as long as you're you're doing that, I think you're you're you're, you're going to be okay with that gradual application of load. Um, I like this question about range of motion because I do think that is something early career prep professionals get stuck on sometimes and they get nervous with range of motion, right? Um, you know, let, let's start with that. Maybe I might even ask Len this too. You've probably seen the most of these of the people on the call, but like, how common is it to have discomfort 
after a patellar tendon or a quad tendon repair um, with range of motion. Is that normal? Yeah, I mean, it's very normal. So then you got to assess like why, like what, what are we doing? Are we trying to progress them too early? Um, what was their motion before the surgery? Hopefully normal. And they had a, you know, an acute fall and, and, and tore whatever tendon it was. But I think it's, it's normal and you got to just assess, are we trying to progress too fast? Are we trying to do something that they're just, their body is just not ready for, which means you have to go back to your basics of, do they have good baseline strength? Do they have the passive motion to get there? And do they have the relative symmetry to squat 290, never mind below 90, and then assess if you had force plates and all that, what's their concentric, what's their eccentric forces, and, and are they still you know, favoring one side? But I think it's normal. And I think you just maybe got to back off a little and work on the basics, more of the basics of getting patella moving, um, getting soft tissue, make sure that's uh, feeling good and, and not irritable because they're probably tight. The whole knee is probably still tight. I mean, you see that a lot with these. They sky down, the patella doesn't move as well. Um, the Just all the, the tissue around the kneecap is, is kind of bogged down and, and, and maybe the quad's not stretching well and, and the quad muscle is just not moving well. And you have all that that you can work on through soft tissue stuff and patella mobs and, um, and then a lot of motion, a lot of bike, and then slowly getting them to drop down into more degrees of, of flexion. You know, that's interesting how, you know, I, I think we both heard that question and I was thinking they were talking about passive range of motion on the table, but I kind of like what you thought there, Len, you know, maybe they are talking about oh. like functional movements. I think you're actually right. Um, I didn't even think of it that way. So that's actually a, a, a really good point oh, yeah. here. I mean, if they only have 90 on the table, but yeah, that's, either, <laughs> that's not normal. But yeah, I was thinking... I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, th I, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think you're reading that question, right. You know, for me, I, I, you know, it's, it, I, I, it's all about that gradual application of load. I like that. But uh, Mike, did you want to jump in? Well, my, my point was going to be about restoring passive range of motion on the table and just yeah. playing with the, pos the position that the patient's in. Um, yeah. So if you're, you're doing like a supine or even a prone um, knee flexion or quad stretch, I could see how maybe that would that would cause some more irritation at the patella, um, mm. you know, insertion there, patella tendon insertion. So maybe you know, a classic Lenny uh, seated off the edge of the table. Um, you know, make sure they're nailing that at first, and if they can get past ninety in certain positions, but some positions are more painful. Um, There's just something to play with and and tweak. Yeah, that that's a good one because when you're when you're on your stomach doing passive range of motion, right, you're tensioning the quad, you know, from from both ends, right. So if you you, you sit up, that takes a little tension up, you know, proximal. I think that's that's pretty helpful, right? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is a kind of a, a weird thing with the uh, quad tendon, but in like deeper degrees of knee flexion, quad tendon actually starts to kind of share a little bit of the surface area available for the patellofemoral joint. So I think at the very end ranges of motion, um, let's say like a deep squat, there's two things going on. So the deeper you go into the squat, the more generally the quad and the knee has to work. So there's going to be more stress through that whole mechanism, puts more tension on the tendon. Plus that tendon is potentially wrapping around in the trochlear groove, kind of acting kind of like the patellofemoral joint a little bit. So it just like the, the tendon takes a lot of stress and deep ranges of flexion. So um, to echo everyone's point, yeah, get the passive range of motion back. But if you're tendon is not handling these forces well, then you probably just want to have a really good set of exercises where you can start to load those end ranges of motion, right? So right. maybe that's so, like um, a TRX assisted squat 
where you're going to full range, where you're trying to utilize, you know, the entire joint and put some stress through that tendon in a way that's not that stressful first, and then work your way up over the course of time. Um, yeah, I think what, what does happen is that like a deep squat is just freaking hard on the knee, right? So it's like the end range of motion is just hard on that knee. Uh, you have to have kind of a, a library or catalog of exercise you can use to kind of train that position prior to kind of like sending someone off into the bottom of a squat. It makes sense. That still hurts. Yeah. And, and if, if you're trying to do like it past 90 degrees in a functional movement, like a squat or something like that, and they're having a decent amount of pain discomfort, then you're, you're definitely, that's not something you want to do. We talk a lot about pain. We've talked about that in a few episodes ago, you know, pain with exercises here, but when you're talking about a tendon repair and you have pain at the tendon repair with an exercise, that's not, that's not one of those things you work through, right? That's, that's not a, a little bit. That is, are you putting too much tension on the structural integrity of the repair, that would be really bad. Right. Um, so I, I think that makes sense. And, you know, it, it, they have to have the passive range of motion. Then you have to like slowly progress loading through, you know, shallow to deeper ranges of motion and light to moderate to heavy load. That makes sense. Um, just in case Dan's asking it from this perspective, let, let's jump back and go back to Lenny on this. Lenny, two weeks after a patellar tendon repair, you're doing passive range of motion on their knee. Is that ever pain free? Right. No, no, it's usually not. Um, that's what the doctors are allowing you to do that at this point. Um, <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> we've backed off everything, everything so much, um, that they get really stiff. Um, cause they, they want, they want the tendon to get stiff, right. It's just like a cup that they're, they're slowing down rehab. Um, unfortunately, but no, you, they're going to be painful. And so it's slowly building capacity in that tissue, meaning slowly getting the motion back, slowly getting the patella tendon to, uh, the patella to move, uh, even the patella tendon tissue around it has to be mobile. And if everything is kind of wadded down and scarred down, you're going to get pain in that area. It's just that things have to move in order for the, the leg to the need to go into flexion, and for the, especially in a weight-bearing position, too, if that's what we're talking about. So it's going to be painful. Slowly work through it. Not too much pain, especially if they're weight-bearing. Um, and then it, these things take weeks, if not months, longer than our insurance companies are giving us for business, unfortunately. <laughs> uh. You got to, uh, you got to disperse those visits appropriately. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I think that brings up a good point here too, because like, let's say somebody has seven out of 10 pain and that is during their, I don't know, three, four months down the road. And you're trying to do <laughs> like a deep goblet squat for the first time or something like that. And they have seven out of 10 pain. Okay. Now let's say they have seven out of 10 pain and it's week two and you're just letting gravity take their knee down into about 30, 40 degrees, right? To me, I think those two are different because I know that the stress on the tendon during my passive range of motion, especially that gentle, is not stressful enough to hurt the repair. I just know that because that that is not a stressful movement. So if they have discomfort, I mean, that has a lot to do with the surgical procedure, them recovering from the trauma, that sort of thing. That's the sort of thing I'd be like, look, you know, if we don't do this, you're going to get stuck. That's going to be way more painful. It's going to be way harder to get through. I think as a clinician, you also have to think about is the activity I'm doing, what's the inherent stress applied to the tissue with the activity I'm doing? And is there pain? Uh, does it make sense? Right? So pain with a deep squat three months down the road, I think is a lot different from pain when you're just doing some gentle range of motion. I'd be a little bit more susceptible to, to, to work through a little bit of pain. Now, notice I said, let gravity take the knee down, not I'm pushing and forcing it. 
it. Now, you could argue that's too much stress, right? Now I'm putting stress on it, but just a little bit of gravity there. Um, you know, I think this is where you have to start using some clinical judgment, right? So, so I would say think about that with the activity. Is is the activity I'm asking them to do really that stressful that it should be causing this pain, or is this just more from from the trauma of the procedure and something that we should work through? Um, as you get later and you start doing it with exercises, right, and you're having pain during the exercise, that's probably bad. Right. And I think that's that's a good way of thinking of it. So um, awesome. Great, great question, Dan. Hopefully that helped. If you have a question like that, head to micron.com, click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us questions. And please head to Apple, Spotify, subscribe so you can keep getting notifications when we have a new episode. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to micron.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.